This episode is sponsored by Blockbases, your platform to navigate Web3 safely. Remember the feeling you have when you connect your wallet to a new dApp or smart contract, not exactly sure if this is safe or not? Well, Blockbases will answer that question for you before making any detrimental mistakes risking all your assets in your wallet. With Blockbases, you can easily review dApps and smart contracts that have either been audited or hacked. All dApps and smart contracts have been graded with a security score, and if you find yourself wondering, hmm, maybe there were some shady dApps I connected my wallet to in the past, well, Blockbases makes it easy for you to scan your wallet and revoke access to any dApps or smart contracts that pose a risk to the funds in your wallet. To try Blockbases today, go on blockbases.com, that is blockbases.com. So welcome everyone to the Cosmos Club, where we talk all things Cosmos, we tweet daily about what's going on, and then we invite interesting, fascinating, hardworking builders of the Cosmos ecosystem to spaces like these. And today we have Liquid Finance on. Welcome, TJ, from Liquid Finance. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, super excited to be here and talk a bit about Liquid Finance as well as Archway. Definitely. So... Um, before we uh, start uh, diving straight into what you guys are building and all that, I'd like to have a little more of a personal touch on uh, on who who you are. Uh, people in in crypto and in cosmos in particular, they have I mean, they have all sorts of backgrounds. They come from all walks of life. Some people are obviously very technical. Some people are super financial with an economics background, perhaps. Uh, some people are more graphic, uh, diving into NFTs, uh, oftentimes. So what's your story, TJ? What's, uh, how did you end up working for and building uh, Liquid Finance? Yeah. Um, so like you said, I um, am the protocol lead for Liquid Finance. I'm part of a team called Lydia Labs, which is kind of the core contributor to Liquid Finance, um, as well as some other products. But specifically, a bit of my background is I got involved in crypto around 2017, um, which seems to be like pretty common, I think, for a lot of uh, like the newer builders in uh, the ecosystems nowadays. But um, I was more, you know, kind of on the sidelines investing and kind of observing. And then around COVID, so around 2020, uh, obviously had a lot more time on my hands and decided to kind of take the leap and dive a bit deeper. So that was a rabbit hole of, you know, research. Uh, learning a lot more about smart contracts and even trying my hand at, uh, you know, programming and um, kind of along those lines, it kind of led me to an ecosystem called Icon. So Icon is a layer one blockchain focused on interoperability. And I kind of found like a home and a community there for a while. And that kind of led me to actually join the Icon team about a year after that. So um, I think, Around spring of 2021, I joined the ICOM Foundation, and I was mostly focused on leading our decentralized grant system over there. So I was helping build the product uh, called the CPS, which was giving out grants and was governed by uh, the, the ICON validator set. Um, along those lines, I helped out in a lot of other areas, such as like business development, um, some core blockchain economics. So I went, I'm kind of have like a finance background. So uh, I'm less technical, I would say more uh, on the business side of things. But um, yeah, that kind of led me into my final transition into what is now uh, my current team, Lydia Labs. So 
last spring, um, Lady Labs was kind of formed as a crypto native venture studio to not only build products on the icon ecosystem, but kind of expand out as well. Um, and kind of our first external protocol that we decided to build was actually liquid finance um, on our trade specifically. So uh, liquid finance kind of came into fruition last, I would say like April or May. And this was when Archway had its first incentivized testnet. I think it was the Tori testnet. And uh, I think one of the challenges was building like a DAP or a DeFi application. And Liquid Finance was actually uh, the winner of that testnet reward. So we've been here for over, you know, over a year, almost a year and a half now, um, being involved in Archway and building on Archway. And um, yeah, I think that was kind of a ramble into, you know, how, how I got into this, but uh, that was kind of my pathway towards, um, you know, what is today. Beautiful, man. And um, I really like to, to ask you, because you've been around um, in the crypto ecosystem and ecosystems, um, what brought you, or what was sort of the eureka moment, if you will, um, first to Cosmos, I can imagine, and second to Archway, what was like the the really designing factor for you to to dive uh, into into that? Yeah, I think from a personal perspective, I've always been interested in Cosmos and specifically like uh, the interoperability of the Cosmos chains through IBC. So having like the background in the Icon ecosystem, um, Icon is basically building an interoperability solution that's similar to IBC, but it's light clients on smart contracts. So um, it's pretty similar in terms of like the goals of the two chains. Um, and we'd always had like very, very high respect in regards to IBC and the Cosmos ecosystem. So I'd always been interested in it from that standpoint, um, had dabbled in a lot of other ecosystems such as, you know, Solana, Ethereum and all those, but um you know, never really was able to uh, get involved, I would say, on the application layer of Cosmos. I was just more um, aware of kind of like the technicalities and, you know, what was going on in the ecosystem. And then from like our team perspective, we, someone from our team, I think, met someone from Archway at a conference last year um, telling us to build on that incentivized testnet. And one of the things that really clicked for us and one of the reasons why we built um, on our trade, specifically a liquid staking protocol, is we like the idea of obviously rewarding developers for, um, you know, what they're able to bring to the underlying ecosystems. But another thing that was very interesting to us is whether we would be able to build kind of a core building block, such as uh, a liquid staking protocol, and be able to actually incentivize liquidity without having to do, um, you know, the typical liquidity mining with a governance token and really almost hurt your um, your core community members by um, having people farm, have mercenary capital come in and stuff like that. So um, with the Archway developer incentives, we actually have been experimenting with, you know, giving out incentives uh, for liquidity without needing to do any liquidity mining, which has been like a very fun experiment um, for us so far. 
Beautiful, beautiful. And how has it been uh, before we dive into uh, liquid, uh, liquid staking? Um, how has it been uh, the past month? Because being part of the Archway journey, you know, from the outside, it seems extremely uh, exciting and uh, a lot of promise uh, there. But I can imagine it's a bit more chaotic than that uh, when you actually are in in the storm itself. So uh, talk to us about that a bit before we talk about uh, liquid finance. Yeah, I think um, the launch itself went very well. The The team behind Archway, uh, like Phi Labs, is a very high quality team. They have great technical expertise in terms of the Cosmos SDK and Cosm Wasm. So um, I think the launch itself of the blockchain went very well. Um, right now, there's kind of like this struggle for getting liquidity on the ecosystem. So whether that's bridging in from IBC or having like support from a centralized exchange to really kind of start to onboard users. Um, but today, like a bit earlier um, before this call, there was an Archway governance call. And there's a lot of active discussions such as like reducing the transaction fee, um, reducing or introducing like some uh, liquidity from the community pool and stuff like that to really make onboarding a better experience for users, um, which will kind of go hand in hand with some of the stuff that the Archway team is planning in the future, uh, such as like a, you know, like these incentivized kickoff campaigns where users are able to actually earn Arch tokens by utilizing protocols on Archway and kind of onboard into the ecosystem. So um, I'd say, of course, the ecosystem is still early, but there's a lot of discussions in terms of like how, now that the foundation of the ecosystem is set, like how, how can we kind of get into this growth phase, um, which is obviously exciting from a DAP perspective. Sorry, I was on mute <laughs> and I was struggling to uh, turn it on. That's, uh, I don't know why. Okay, we talked about before we did the intro, we talked about the uh, spaces and uh, Elon having to fix things. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't build a web app. It, it, it just seems so straightforward to do that. But uh, anyways, sorry, um, that was on my, that was on me. Uh, I agree. Being, uh, being on mute. So uh, yeah, okay, we, we circled around the, uh, uh, the whole uh, liquid finance uh, subject of, uh, of this space. Talk to us about what liquid finance is, and I mean, people when they when they hear about liquid staking, immediately uh, in Cosmos, people start thinking about the other players, Quicksilver, Stride. Um, there's there's a bunch uh, at this point, so perhaps uh, yeah, talk to us about liquid finance, but also how perhaps uh, you guys are bringing something unique to to the market, uh, building on Archway. Yeah. So in terms of like, I guess what liquid finance is, it's just a liquid staking protocol, um, which in terms of liquid staking, it's just a concept that allows individuals to stake their tokens to a network while still maintaining access to their liquidity. So from like a higher level, our, our slogan is kind of unlocking liquidity for the Archway ecosystem. And what we mean by this is we wanna give users the best of both worlds when we talk about staking your Arch tokens, securing the network and receiving staking rewards for doing so, but also having this liquidity where you can, you know, utilize DeFi, um, have access to trading if you need it, or just get out of like um, your stake position as quickly as possible. So 
that's kind of what liquid staking is from a higher level. You deposit your tokens, which are staked by the protocol. And in return, you receive this um, token that's a representation of your deposit. So the liquid staking token, ours is SARCH. Um, and yeah, that token can be used. It's fungible uh, and can be used across the ecosystem and DeFi. So uh, that's, I guess, from our protocol perspective, what liquid staking is. And then kind of getting into what you're talking about in terms of like differentiating between other liquid staking protocols, because like you said, um, Stride is obviously a power player. Um, and so, so is Quicksilver. And there's a ton of other people that are building liquid staking as well. And I think this is just because the liquid staking has a clear, clear utility for the, the ecosystems that they're providing, um, you know, their services to. Uh, so kind of when we dive into the differentiators and specifically why we didn't decide to build like an app chain for liquid finance. So with app chains, you have a lot of external dependencies, um, as well as you kind of have to have a very, very strong technical team. So when you think about building an app chain, you need to actually be able to build it, like spin it up and build it as well as maintain it. Um, then to go along those lines, you kind of have to have a token for economic security, but now you have to worry about being like 51% attacked or having your governance attacked. And then finally you have all these infrastructure things to worry about with like IBC relays, um, and ensure you're doing like the proper implementations of interchain accounts and interchain queries. So that's like a ton of things to list off. But um, being a sovereign chain has its own benefits as well. But um, I don't think that the benefits necessarily meet, um, you know, the costs of having those. So with Liquid Finance, we decide to deploy natively on top of Archway. Um, so we get to borrow the underlying security and consensus of the Archway chain, uh, as well as we're able to utilize the Archway specific uh, it's being called like the value capture engine and increase kind of the rewards that we're able to uh, distribute to our users. So um, I think when we're thinking about uh, why one, why we built on Archway and then two, why this uh, gives us an advantage is uh, specifically when we're talking about these uh, liquidity incentives and something that I mentioned earlier is we're able to have the flexibility to actually experiment with how we're uh, distributing incentives without doing it in a detrimental manner to the ecosystem. So all the rewards that we receive as a protocol are the native Arch tokens itself. And um, this is from the commission we take off staking rewards as well as the, the core um, value capture engine rewards from our train inflation and the gas rebate. So basically we're able to use those arch tokens to incentivize liquidity. And when we're incentivizing liquidity, now uh, LPs or lenders and borrowers and so on and so forth are receiving rewards in the native token that they already have exposure to instead of needing to worry about 
you know, do you want exposure to the liquid finance token? Do you, I need to sell this token to kind of realize my yields and stuff like that. So um, basically we're thinking about this from a very sustainable economic manner where we don't really have reflexivity in our rewards, um, but it becomes more of a stable and more predictable yield for, for LPs. So I'll stop there if you have any questions. Beautiful, man. And um, something that um, I just want to dwell on a bit is the whole debate about uh, dApps, applications built on existing chains versus uh, chains, uh, individual chains, app chains, consumer chains, <laughs> whatever yeah. we, uh, we call them in the future. And that's something also Eric uh, talked a lot about, which uh, is a very valid uh, discussion, I think, to have in Cosmos in particular, uh, where the focus predominantly is uh, is to build chains, uh, connecting them via IPC, which is a marvelous technology, piece of technology. But it does, so the, the, the joke that is uh, starting to prevail is that there's more chains than users <laughs> on these chains. Um, and that's obviously not a good thing. Um, so yeah, I think uh, building more dApps and uh, getting more users, of course, uh, always helps. But building more dApps on uh, on chains, uh, that that just makes a ton of sense. And and now is the time for customers to do it. Like we can't just continue to build chains um, and, and not having any activity on them. We need uh, activity, and for that to happen, we need dApps to be built. Um, yeah. So uh, exactly. so yeah. And I think um, you know when people give examples of app chains, we talk about someone like DYDX or even the example of like how much money uh, like Uniswap would be able to capture if they had their own app chain. But uh, I'm like very confident that none of these chains or these applications would have been able to get the success and users that they have without uh, first being like an application borrowing security from some underlying L1. And um, basically one reason is just a lot of the team's resources would need to be focused on uh, maintaining the chain, implementing everything a chain needs, which is a ton of stuff properly. And uh, even just like the economic security of their token, like Uniswap didn't have a token to start. So it would have been really hard for them to have like a proof of stake consensus chain. Um, but to go along, I guess DYDX didn't have a token initially as well, but um, to, to go along those lines as well, is um you know paying like paying for security paying validators and stakers is very expensive for a network um and that can quickly have a uh a very negative impact on a network uh if it's not getting like the the correct adoption to start so um hmm. i think there's a lot of reasons why I would be against any new app immediately becoming an app chain. Um, and this is like kind of the main focus on why we decided to build, you know, just an app on top of a general smart contracting layer. Yeah, it makes a ton of sense. And um, I think as I, as I was alluding to, um, it's spot on really. And uh, building a chain, that wants to capture value and, and give it back to uh, to those that are building, that just seems like a narrative that's, that's only going to win. Like, how how yeah. can that lose? Basically, um, is my question. So, so yeah, yeah. it's um, 
it's going to be exciting to see how this unfolds, uh, both for Archway, but in general in Cosmos, I think. Um, but talk to me a little bit about the product, because I can see something interesting um, also on the website. Uh, for anyone who hasn't checked it out, you can go on the app.liquidfinance.xyz. And uh, obviously, you can stake, you can unstake, just like any other liquid staking protocol. But then you can also queue. Talk to me about that. Yeah, so we have something called the instant on staking queue. And the easiest way to explain this is it's just a one-sided liquidity pool of Arch native Arch tokens that are liquid. And it's a queue system where you're, it's a first-in, first-out basis where the first person to provide um, liquidity to the queue is the first person to have their token swapped against. Um, and the purpose behind this queue is for us to be um, independent of needing any DEX uh, like liquidity pool to provide access to liquidity for uh, like SRs token holders that really need to get out of their position. Or um, even when we get to a future standpoint, when we need to have liquidations for someone on like a lending and borrowing protocol. So um, basically what the purpose of this protocol or the, the queue is, is that um, there's two options when a user wants to unstake on liquid finance. Uh, the first option is a kind of more traditional unstaking, which is like a 21 to 24 day unbonding period where you would turn in your SRH tokens and be able to redeem kind of your underlying principle as well as interest. Um, but, you know, 21 days is a really long time. And that's really hard for protocols that need to rely on liquidations um, for, you know, liquidators and arbitragers to make a profitable trade. So we actually are allowing, quote unquote, instant unstaking for a small 1% fee. And that's kind of what gives you access to this instant unstaking queue. So we're basically pairing those that have uh, liquid native Arch tokens with people that have SArch and want to get out of their positions right away. So hmm. um, this is kind of, uh, I'm not sure if it's a, exactly a newer concept. I know um, we've built something similar on the Icon ecosystem as well as I think Marinade Finance might be doing something similar in the Solana ecosystem. But I think that this is important for the early stages of our protocol. And then um, obviously we'll be continuing to explore something like, uh, you know, Astro Vault third-party uh, liquidity pools to have more of a traditional way for users to get out of their stake position. Makes sense. Makes sense. A nice little neat feature there, I think, uh, or setup. Um, it's pretty cool. I haven't, yeah. uh, maybe I haven't been paying attention, but uh, I haven't been seeing that before. Um, one yeah, thing that comes think, up. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I think one kind of cool thing to go along those, um, those lines with the instant unstaking queue is probably in about a month or now, the, the feature is done. We're kind of just waiting to roll it out. But we're kind of talking about having a passive liquidity management option for that pool as well. So right now it's more of active management where you provide liquidity to the queue. Once you're swapped against, you have SRH tokens and uh, you can claim them and just keep them and start earning rewards. 
or you can start to unstake them and then reprovide them to the queue. Uh, but one of the features that we're talking about adding is more of like a, a compounding feature and more of a passive management, li passive liquidity management feature that essentially allows you to deposit your liquid arch tokens. And then the protocol itself, uh, once you're swapped against, will immediately claim your rewards, start unstaking for you, and then reprovide your liquid arch along with any rewards you had received. So um, I kind of see that as like a set it and forget it option where you can LP for like six months and mm -hmm. um, you know kind of just like go about your day instead of having to worry about and check constantly if you've been swapped against. Mm, yeah. And I think that's a, a strategy that most people <laughs> should adopt, by the way, uh, both yeah. limiting the stress, but also because most people are bad traders. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like for the ap active management option, we've talked about working with someone like Mempools who does active like tra tracking and monitoring of on-chain stuff to, to be able to, you know, give yourself a notification through someone like uh, the ArchX mobile wallet and give you a notification when you've been swapped against or if you have rewards to claim. So we want to make it um, as best of a user experience for whatever option that, um, you know, users choose, whether it's active or passive management. Hmm. Makes sense. Awesome. Let's talk about security a bit because uh, that's one of the first questions that people, or reservations, you can say, uh, that people have when it comes to uh, liquid staking pro protocols in general and, uh, you know, uh, putting their money somewhere, uh, you know, trust is always something that people need to get over <laughs> and yeah. uh, having solid security is, uh, is one of the best ways, I think, to, uh, to get over, over the line. So yeah, talk to us about security. Yeah, I completely agree. And, you know, even this weekend with the, the curve exploit, uh, security exactly. is definitely on uh a lot of people's minds uh, when we talk about DeFi. So basically the way we built our protocol initially is to optimize for flexibility. And um, the way I'm thinking about this and our team is thinking about this is with us being such a new protocol, as well as the Archway blockchain being so new, uh, we wanted to remain as flexible as possible to implement any changes that are needed uh, to, you know, be agile in terms of if there's any core blockchain changes, if we need to, to mitigate or uh, change something within our protocol. So kind of the way that we're thinking about doing this is um, right now, our smart contracts are governed by a multi-sig. So we have a five validator multi-sig. All, all the validators are highly reputable within the Cosmos ecosystem. And uh, the five validators or the multi-sig are basically in charge of two things. So the first thing is um, governing the upgradability of smart contracts. So this basically reduces the single signer risk of our team, um, you know, having our key exploited and then some hacker having uh, the entire control of upgrading our smart contracts. So with the multi-sig, they would have to be able to take over uh, three out of the five multi-sig signs or signer keys. Um, along with that, the multi-sig also governs our protocol parameters. So this could be you know, our, our commission rate or um, some other parameters within the protocol. 
And this basically prevents, uh, you know, us maliciously creating like a hundred percent commission rate and kind of screwing over stakeholders. Um, so that's the purpose of our multi-sig. And then uh, we've also introduced a couple other things to start that we think will help in our early uh, bootstrapping days, such as uh, we have like a rate limiting feature, which prevents uh, the entire stake pool to be uh, on state at any given time. And then along those lines, we also have a uh, supply cap on our liquid state token. And this basically prevents uh, infinite mint of our liquid state token and someone being able to claim our entire state pool. So hmm. um, yeah, I can stop there. But in general, I think uh, we definitely want to be on a path towards getting uh, you know, uh, possibly a code review from the core Archway team, uh, having third-party uh, independent audits, and really um, honing in on the robustness of our code. Yeah, that makes sense. And I mean, any uh, new protocol uh, is subject to more scrutiny than existing ones, battle-tested ones. Uh, so yeah, bringing on the Archway team and uh, perhaps even third-party audits uh, sounds like a a reasonable <laughs> thing to yeah. to do. And, and like you said, um, kind of getting into that point, I think there's something to be said about like the Lindy effect of uh, all these old DeFi protocols. Curve is probably a horrible example right now, but <laughs> I think like Uniswap V2 is a great example. Um, I was just recently like listening to a talk from the layer zero founder. Um, and he was talking about like cross chain, um, cross chain security. And one of the points he made is that um, with smart contracts that are upgradable, every time that you make a change to these smart contracts, you're basically setting that Lindy effect or the robustness of your code back to zero hmm. because um, you know, Developers are human. They're not always going to make the perfect changes to your smart contracts. And as long as there's an infinite um, ability for changes to your smart contracts, eventually there probably will be some incorrect implementation making your smart contracts a bit more vulnerable. So I think this is kind of like a case for uh, making the minimum amount of changes to your smart contracts, you know, getting these code reviews, uh, bug bounties and third-party audits. And then once you feel as comfortable as possible uh, with your smart contracts, I think you kind of just need to go to a point of immutability where there's no um, no further changes that can be made to your smart contracts. And um, you just have to rely on the robustness of, of those smart contracts itself. So that's definitely a long ways in the future for us. Uh, we're a month old. Uh, I think years down the line, that's definitely kind of the final stages, I think, of decentralizing our protocol. Hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. And it almost makes me think of uh, Bitcoiners who are proud of uh, their protocol being next to impossible to change anything <laughs> on. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it does come with benefits, of course. Uh, less yeah. upgradability uh, leaves room, less room for uh, anything... Uh, uh, yeah, buggy or something that you could exploit uh, getting in there. So, um... and it's and it's definitely a trade off because like the trade off right now of us having the 
upgradability in our smart contracts is that we have that flexibility if we, you know, if we find an early bug or if our trade needs us to change something um, that we're able to make those changes. But I think, you know, at a certain point that needs to be on a lot of the, the DeFi protocols minds of how can we, how can we get to a point of immutability where we're uh, basically reducing the human risk or the execution risk of developers of your protocol. Mm. Makes sense. Let's talk about what's uh, next, what's on the roadmap for Liquid Finance. Uh, you mentioned, you know, <laughs> features and having yeah. to review uh, to make sure that uh, nothing uh, gets in there that could be exploited by someone. Um, so, yeah, uh, maybe that's a, a little bit of a weird segue over to a roadmap <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and what's, uh, what's next. But, uh, I mean... People are super excited about Archway, as uh, I mentioned a few a few times. People are glad to see uh, liquid staking protocols being uh, launched on Archway. Um, it's pretty clear from where we stand, at least, that there's a lot of interest in this. And by the way, kudos to the to the Archway team for lining up all these different dApps on their chain from the get go. I think that's that's just brilliant. Whoever <laughs> whoever uh, spearheaded that um, just. Super done, super well done, uh, executed on that. But yeah, talk to us about uh, what's on the roadmap for Liquid Finance. Yeah, um, obviously we're we're excited about the future of Archway too. And I think right now, um, like we said in the early days, is uh, a lot of our focus is just on monitoring the protocol. Um, you know, creating as many um, internal testing uh, situations as possible to to really make our smart contracts robust. And then um, as well as monitoring the ecosystem, um, you know, being aware of not only the core blockchain changes that are being made, but also uh, what other dApps are being launched. So a lot of, a lot of our initial roadmap is gonna be uh, building utility for our liquid staking token. So um, we're gonna be integrated in the Astro Vault uh, native DEX of Archway very soon. Uh, so that will, become us incentivizing another LP pair for SArch. Uh, we're already integrated in like the OTC swap uh, protocol called PureSwap. And then, you know, as new protocols launch on Archway, we definitely want to be uh, making integrations and giving us um, as much utility as possible. Um, I think from a, you know, one to three year roadmap instead. Uh, so definitely a more future roadmap. I think one, I would like to get us to a point of immutability for our smart contracts. So that's kind of like the security is a really big thing for us. Um, but in addition to that, I kind of want to think of liquid finance as a more of a middleware product for Archway, where it's um, the service liquid staking service provider between the core blockchain and the application layer and really start to build protocols on top of our liquid uh, liquid staking protocol. So, um, you know, there's a ton of talks right now in the Ethereum ecosystem and like Arbitrum about LS DeFi. So using liquid staking as kind of like a risk-free rate for DeFi and then uh, building protocols around that rate. So um, I think just like off the top of my head, a couple of protocols are like, I want to say Libra is the name, and it's a yield-bearing stablecoin that is uh, 
backed by liquid staking tokens. So it uses the rewards from a liquid staking token to actually pass those rewards on to stablecoin holders. Mm-hmm. And I think that'd be cool on Archway because you can do that as well as you could uh, almost give your stablecoin an extra boost in rewards from any of the the developer incentives that are generated on the Archway blockchain. So, you know, you could possibly see, uh, I don't want to put out like any random numbers, but you could see like a boosted uh, CDP, which would be pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. And then another interesting protocol is called Pendle. I think Prism might've done this for the Luna ecosystem a while back, but essentially taking these liquid staking tokens and splitting them into like a principal and yield token. Um, it's basically like bond stripping in traditional finance where you have a zero coupon bond in the principal um, token that you can initially buy at a discount. And then at maturity, it's worth its full value. And then um, you have this floating rate yield token that allows you to kind of like speculate on whether yields will go up or down. And um, basically what that protocol allows you to do is to create like fixed income instruments and uh, create like interest rate swaps. So like a derivatives market on top of it. But like I said, this is like multiple years in the future. Um, I don't think we're close to that right now. And we definitely need to build out more of the core foundational DeFi Legos uh, for stuff like that to be built. But um, that's kind of like the stuff that excites me. And I think with Archway protocol rewards, uh, a lot of these types of instruments could have like boosted yields. How about uh, multiple tokens? Uh, right, now, right now you can liquid stake uh, Arch, the Arch token, but uh, will you add Atom, for example, or any other tokens out there? I can imagine. Yeah, I think that's a good question. Um, I think, you know, with Stride and Quicksilver, I think they have um, the right architecture to really, um, you know, service a ton of Cosmos ecosystems compared to us right now being able to only service Archway. Um, in the future, I think, you know, we could possibly have, uh, you know, introduce IBC relayers, interchain accounts, interchain queries architecture to bring in external capital into the Archway ecosystem. But, um, you know, I could even see us like trying to work with, uh, you know, some of these uh, liquid staking providers that are focused on a multitude of ecosystems to um, kind of see how we could collaborate in that sense. So it's on our minds. uh, But right now we're like very Archway focused and mm. trying to see how we can best cater to the ecosystem's needs. Makes sense. And uh, on that note, uh, with uh, Archway, something that um, I really like to, I'm very curious to hear at least, is how you see Archway sort of making liquid finance the uh, a success, essentially. Like what you set out to build, you know, looking, you mentioned a few years from now, um, I can imagine you can only succeed if Archway succeeds and vice versa, perhaps even. Um, so yeah, how does uh, Archway and perhaps even the Cosmos ecosystem as a whole, how does that help Liquid Finance uh, reach the uh, the full potential of what you set out to build here? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, we're like very symbiotic with Archway. Like you said, if Archway is successful, 
I think we have a good chance of being successful as well. Um, you know, if the archway ecosystem is able to kind of grow the pie of what capital is available to be, to be staked within our platform, then, um, you know, that really helps us from a TVL standpoint, as well as, um, as the archway ecosystem continues to grow, uh, that allows us to have additional utilities for a liquid stake token. So, um, we're definitely trying to be as involved as possible with Archway, as well as basically repurposing the vast majority of all the incentives and rewards that we receive as a protocol back into the ecosystem. So whether that's to instant unstaking providers on liquid finance or LP positions on Astro Vault, or, you know, in the future, I could very much see us, you know, passing some of the rewards to lenders and borrowers on a money market and so on and so forth. So uh, we're very invested in helping the Archway ecosystem grow, both from a protocol standpoint, as well as, you know, from our team standpoint, we'd like to, uh, you know, participate in governance discussions and stuff like that. But um, from like a Cosmos perspective, I think there's a lot of indirect benefits to us. So kind of when I'm talking about direct and indirect benefits, a protocol or like, uh, for example, let's just say Juno, if Juno becomes like um, this massive chain, we don't directly benefit from this as uh, Archway native staking protocol, but I think we will benefit vastly indirectly. So I think you know, any of these external chains uh, becoming very popular will help one, get eyes on the Cosmos ecosystem to help onboard a lot of capital into the ecosystem. And I think a lot of that trickles down, you know, into other ecosystems such as Archway or, you know, Archway could even be that onboarding uh, chain for everyone. So I think we definitely want to see both Archway and the broader Cosmos um, be successful because I think right now it seems to be like a bit PVP where it's like who's going to be the best Cosmos chain where I think the focus kind of needs to be how can Cosmos take liquidity away from Avalanche, Phantom, Ethereum ecosystem, mm-hmm. Solana and really grow the, grow the broader Cosmos pie. I don't think the mm-hmm. Cosmos pie is big enough for everyone to be fighting about. Mm. Um, once we get to, you know, uh, an Ethereum ecosystem type uh, growth, then I think I'm all for all the chains fighting for TBL. But um, mm. right now, I think the main thing is like, how do we onboard that external capital from from Cosmos into kind of the Cosmos ecosystem? Well said. And going even further than that, that's one of the questions from the community here I can see, um, is onboarding uh, Web2 users or anyone using the internet who is not using anything related to blockchain, I guess, uh, is the question. Because um, I completely agree. Like It it makes no sense that the chains inside the Cosmos ecosystem starts battling and shitting on each other and, and whatever happens in the, in <laughs> all the drama in Cosmos. Um, uh, it makes much more sense to, to try to attract liquidity already on chain, uh, but from other chains, of course. But 
yeah, going beyond that, because uh, shuffling around existing liquidity on chain is only going to get us that far uh, as, yeah. as as a as a cosmos ecosystem. Um, the the real kicker is going to be bringing on the next wave of uh, users and uh, liquidity, of course. So, uh, how do you see, I guess, Archway and perhaps even Liquid Finance contribute to to that and uh, and, and crack that nut, which is a, a big nut to crack in general yeah. for all of us. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like what um, everyone's trying to do, and like you said, uh, instead of like how how do we grow the Cosmos pie, it's like onboarding web two is basically how do we grow the crypto pie right um and i think this is a very tough question um but a lot of teams are focused on fixing this and i think we have a lot of progress being made in these areas specifically uh, i would say just like within the ethereum ecosystem but um i think it's gonna be very hard to educate someone like my mom about what liquid staking is uh, and like why it should be important to her. So a lot of this is going to come down to the abstraction layer, um, which, you know, a lot of aggregators are working on, a lot of wallet providers are working on and um, basically being able to onboard a user to crypto, give them this traditional web two interface that says here, earn, uh, whatever, 10% on your Arch asset. And they click that, don't know that they're paying transaction fees. It's baked into the to whatever, the swap or the transaction itself. And that's what they do. So I think from our perspective, this really comes down to us working with a lot of these um, consumer-facing uh, or Web2 onboarding people like wallets so, uh, you know, Archex mobile wallet is a good example. I know Leap is doing a lot of great things as well. Um, and basically being like natively integrated into the, to the app itself. So, uh, you know, being able to use something like account abstraction from a wallet perspective to uh, pay for like transaction fees for users and then even having a more like an IBC abstraction layer where they don't have to worry about whatever Cosmos ecosystem they're in. Um, they just have like uh, similar to like Coinbase, they just have a list of assets and it says earn and, ooh, I have that asset, I'll earn 10% on it and that's it. So I, it's going to be hard to get everyone on chain um, and actually using the chain like we currently do because i think just the educational barrier is so massive i agree and um it is a bit of an unfair question but um i i noticed i can't remember who it was but someone tweeted out that um there is a growing focus in ux uh, ux has always been a problem <laughs> in web3 yeah. and blockchain as you say it's going to be hard for your mom or grandma to to grasp what the crypto is all about uh let alone liquid staking. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think UX is uh, is is core for us to get right, or at least better, um, before the next wave starts to hit. Um, but yeah, as you say, many people, many smart people are working on this. Uh, this is ne not necessarily something that we need to solve uh, here tonight. <laughs> um, but it needs to get solved if we want to yeah. hit the mainstream. That's for sure. 
we have a a person requesting to speak, which uh, I'm sure is going to ask a question. Are you open? Are you okay, TJ, for to open up the floor a bit for people asking questions? Yeah, sure. Super. It's just one for now at least. But uh, <laughs> let's uh, invite uh, Imori to uh, to speak. I just accepted your request, Imori. So I, the speaker icon should be up in a, in a second. Yes. Okay, thanks. It has been an informative AMA, I must say. So my question for liquid finance, um, I just want to know what are their short-term objectives and what are they focusing on at the moment? And I have another question, but you can't. When you are done explaining this one, I'll ask that one. Thank you. Sure. Yeah. I'd say our focus right now, um, purely from a product standpoint, is uh, ensuring our protocol is as robust as possible, as well as um, getting our UX and user interface to a standpoint that we are you know, not worried about someone finding an error or having to make a bunch of these cosmetic changes. So those are like things that we get done in like, you know, the next week or two. Um, and then from more of like a business perspective, I think one, we obviously need to be a bit more active on social media and that's um, partly on my end, um, specifically as we ramp up for this uh, incentivized campaign um, from the Archway ecosystem that should be happening soon. Um, but also just making as many integrations as possible. So I talk with the, the Asheville team a lot and we're basically preparing for that, um, you know, that liquidity pool with our liquid staking token. So, um, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question from, um, more of like a short, short-term perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. My second question, I just want to know. How do you make people believe that investing in your project is a good long-term strategy? Thank you. Yeah, I think that's a great question as well because you don't, um, and I'm trying to think of the best way to word it, but you don't really invest in liquid finance. You actually, it's more of a service provider. So you utilize our protocol instead. Um, so what I mean by this is we don't have a token. We don't plan on having a token. We basically just plan on providing the best liquid staking service for the Archway ecosystem. So um, to use our protocol, the prerequisite is you have to have Arch tokens. So from an investment perspective, you have to be more um, aware of or think about uh, you know, your investment into Archway itself. And then um, from like a usability standpoint, our job is to convince users why liquid staking is a better option than just staking your tokens or just having, um, you know, liquid native Arch tokens. And I think, um, you know, the value prop for liquid staking in general is um, very, very much apparent. And like, if you look at the growth in the Ethereum ecosystem, specifically with like Lido, um, you know, it's quickly catching fire and, and there's reason behind this. It's because it is a better option in the most case for, for a lot of people that want to be on chain and using, um, 
you know, all these native protocols. Okay, okay, awesome. Thank you and good luck. Yeah, thank you for the questions. Awesome. TJ, uh, thank you so much for coming onto the club tonight. And uh, yeah, be willing to answer all our questions, really, and uh, be completely open. This is uh, this is the way in, uh, in crypto and blockchain. It's uh, super exciting to see how uh, both Liquid Finance, of course, and also Archway, the whole ecosystem, uh, unfolds. It's, uh, it's a really exciting time, I think, to be in that ecosystem. So uh, we'll make sure to uh, follow you guys closely and uh, obviously keep the uh, community updated as much as we can. And uh, then hopefully this is not the last time that we hear from you, TJ. Uh, next time you'll have way more liquidity and uh, be uh, well on your way, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you for that. We're definitely um, excited about Archway as well. And uh, I really appreciate you having me on for Twitter spaces. Like I said, it's been a while, but you're obviously a great host. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can talk again soon. Definitely, man. This is not the last time. So, yeah, until then, TJ, take care and uh, all the best to you and your team. Perfect. Yep. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everyone listening. Take care, man. Ciao. This episode is sponsored by Blockbases, your platform to navigate Web3 safely. Remember the feeling you have when you connect your wallet to a new dApp or smart contract? Not exactly sure if this is safe or not. Well, Blockbases will answer that question for you before making any detrimental mistakes, risking all your assets in your wallet. With Blockbases, you can easily review dApps and smart contracts that have either been audited or hacked. All dApps and smart contracts have been graded with a security score, and if you find yourself wondering, hmm, maybe there were some shady dApps I connected my wallet to in the past, well, Blockbases makes it easy for you to scan your wallet and revoke access to any dApps or smart contracts that pose a risk to the funds in your wallet. To try Blockbases today, go on blockbases.com, that is blockbases.com.